A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about Martha Place, the very first woman who died in the electric chair. That should excite you, Brandy. It does, to no end. She she broke the glass ceiling, Timmy. There it was. <laughs> she did. She was, she was a she was a she should be a feminist icon, Timmy. Yeah, it's Ugh. so sad that she's been lost to history. But we're going to talk sad. about it. Is. And um, before we get started, though, I should remind everyone we're a comedy podcast. We aspire to be a comedy podcast. We might have a lot of people disagree with that description of us. But um, as such, we sometimes use adult language. Now, that might offend people out there. Some people don't like adult language. Um, some people are offended by adult oh language. Oh, my but, God. But sometimes we use adult Fuck, language. Dude. So if that's not your thing, what should they do, Colonel? Well, they should just go fuck themselves, Jimmy. Exactly. So um, listen to one of the other fine podcasts out there where they don't use adult language. Uh, Nina doesn't use adult language. On her podcast, but we do because we have Brandy, and that's okay. We're not going to give up Brandy. We would rather have the adult language, although you know, I've never really thought it. Wait, you, I haven't thought it all the way through yet. Maybe, maybe we. Okay, Brandy brings Come a little bit of baggage me. with it. Timmy. Come back to us, a Timmy. Bit you, took a, you took a weird left there. Why don't you come on back? <laughs> okay, okay, I got it. Um, all right. So, let me introduce our panel. We are joined, of course, as always, by very lovely and talented, a woman who is known as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's getting ready to storm here. I don't know about you guys, but it's getting ready to storm, and i got to go into work in a little bit, and so it's all very exciting here. It sounds like it. Uh, I like rain. I'm pro-rain. I am pro-storm and pro-rain, but not when I have to drive in it. So hopefully, before it really starts coming down, I'll be at work. Well, I hope so, too. Doing I hope you don't get wet. Nothing. Nothing I, worse than going to work wet. Like when I, That's true. When I graduated college and I moved here to Cincinnati, I you know, refused to use an umbrella because, you know, it wasn't a manly thing. And right. After, I'm sure that was the reason. Yeah. After after coming home, after coming back to work from lunch, like four days in a row, where I got soaked, I started mm. using an umbrella. I changed my perspective. Well, well now nice. you're, now you're married to a Brit. And don't they carry umbrellas with them all the time, Timmy? Yeah. Yeah, because it's always raining. And you know what? They yeah. also say tally-ho. Tally-ho a lot. Tally-ho. Tally-ho. <laughs> I'm going to start saying tally-ho to people. 
you should. Tally ho. Bring it back. Oh. Why would Start you tally ho? Yeah. Tally slut. What ho? Yeah. Other Leanne's Leanne is the same ring. Tally ho. Leanne insisted. Not the same thing. Leanne insists that they don't all say tally ho over there, but I but think you've convinced yourself you do. They do. Okay, yeah, that's perfect. All right, let's introduce Chuck. We're gonna uh, you we're gonna have a goal today to just kind of keep it moving, keep it moving forward. Well, this was a lot of a... who <laughs> he's a, he's a best selling author. No, he's not. He is. Uh, he well, he'll tell you some of the his new exciting ventures when I'm introducing, but. Best-selling author, a man we turn to in these troubled, troubled times, uh, you know, like when there's tra- uh, tragedies in the world, when there's uh, volcanoes, hurricanes. Right. We know what troubled times are. Keep it Plagues, forward. pestilence, whatever. Incostence, I, yeah. Listen, I have found the Charles equivalent on Twitter, and he's oh, no. fucking... Well, first of all, the guy's name is Three Year Letterman, and his and it's well, a parody he account. He, he didn't letter his fourth year. Well, it's a parody account. Oh, and, but this guy goes through and says just the most ridiculous shit, talking about how you know when Abraham Lincoln wrote the First Amendment, he did not you know consider that somebody whatever. He says this ridiculous shit, gets everybody fired up, and most people know. But anyway, he is currently putting out chapters of his new book on there talking about how to be a, a Little League coaching legend or whatever it is. And Charles would actually really like it because it is, like I said, actually, it's, it's going to be a chapter book on bullshit. So it's a lot uh, like I, I, I think he's I think he's trying to emulate Charles. I don't think he's ever heard of Charles, so... He might be I'm writing about me, devil, yeah. because I am, in he, fact, he a Little not. League coaching legend. I know, but he's not. But you should really look it up, because it's funny. But just introduce Chuck so we can get going. He is a, a man who has been considered a, an oasis in the desert of despair. No. He, uh, the Yoda has, of podcasting. He has, he has, he has open... No, he doesn't. He has open sexuality to nope. women all over the country oh, with God, his gross. new book. Gross. How to make love to a woman. The gross. very honorable, the reverend, the best-selling author, Colonel nope. Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Timmy. I'm a little... Uh, oh, you're officially known that... as uh, the Southern Gentleman. Sorry, Colonel. No, uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, and the moral compass of the show to me. No, I forgot that. Yeah, part. I I I I can see that, Colonel. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well, Timmy. I'm working on some uh, another book. Um, I'll I'll let you know the title of that right now. Uh, or well, when I get further into it, I'm been I've been getting a lot of scripts from Hollywood. Oh yeah, uh, you're yeah, getting scripts yeah. from Hollywood. Is it yeah, about, they, well, is it you about know a crazy how, old white guy that gets kicked out of Kroger and makes cashiers cry? <laughs> yeah. Is well, it that guy? Is that the she, book? She had it coming, even though the customers said she had it coming. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So anyway, I'm uh, working on that, and I, 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 I keep getting these scripts. Well, it, you know the whole Marvel thing. Yeah. You know, they, they've... Uh, oh, fuck. Well, first no of all, they want to make a new superhero and no, just oh, have it be the colonel. Yeah. Yeah. No, but colonel. I don't want to do that. I think it's it's a trope that's just been done too many times. It's a trope. Oh, um, my and, God. Yeah, and unless Brad Pitt's available, I'm not interested. I, I, think, Matthew McConaughey I thought they maybe. might, you know, dump Robert Downey Jr. and make you Iron Man. Iron Man well, is dead. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Or maybe maybe well, not Iron I don't Man. Watch maybe those I don't know, some other element. No. No. <laughs> and then I then but if if it's not a superhero, Timmy, then they've gotta go to remakes. They try to do reboots with a different 
Danny, Danny, toss, toss me a couple of those scripts over here, oh could my you? God. That's your assistant, uh, personal Ow. assistant, Danny. Can we shout, talk about Martha? I want to talk about Martha. We're going to give a shout out to Danny. Danny, thank you, Danny. Danny, um, who doesn't exist. I'll, I'll just give you a couple here that I've gotten, but uh, um, Scent of a Colonel. You remember the old oh, Al Pacino yeah, movie? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. A, that's a, That'd be a classic Colonel. remake, Colonel. Butterscotch. Yeah. That's a, the scent of a colonel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A few forward. good colonels. A few good no. colonels. A few good colonels, yeah. You you wouldn't be in that one. Colonel Sanders. Dude, where's my colonel? Nobody's looking for you. <laughs> Silence of the colonel. Yeah. That one I would see. That's the one. <laughs> this is, this that is just one, a sampling. I would see. That one, I'm showing up on the red fucking carpet <laughs> in a fucking dress to see. Silence of the Colonel. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what well, about that great Annabellum uh, movie, Gone with the Colonel? Gone with the Colonel, Timmy. Yeah. I, um, can, I can see uh, that one. And- Are you playing Scarlett O'Hara? <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I would, I don't I would see that's very little dick. Well, um, you don't say that. You say fiddle dee dee all the time. Fiddle dee, not like that though. But the one I'm there's two that have really kind of caught my eye. Okay, um, twelve angry colonels, Timmy. I, <laughs> see, I, I can see you in that. Yeah, that role. You maybe have the Jack. It, wait a minute, Jack Klugman role. If it takes place in a Kroger store. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, in the fast, in the frozen meat. You section. know that exactly. uh, Jack Klugman played in the original. He, the uh, Ed Asner too. Yeah. What was the What was the, that movie? What was that TV show that Ed, uh, Jack Klugman was on? Where he I was, couple. I no, no. The, where he was the cor- uh, Quincy. 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 Yeah. Oh, Quincy. Yeah. Quincy. Yeah. And they always had that and, la- the med students passing out at the beginning of the show when they. Oh, when he takes the uh, sheet yeah. off the corpse. And then the the last one that I'm thinking about to me is Colonel of Arabia. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. See you out in the in the desert. On a yeah. camel. On a camel. On a camel. On a camel. I am did, by the way, did you know that that song Midnight at the Oasis was about sex? No. With a cra- camel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gross. Midnight at the Oasis. Bring oh your God. camel to bed. I don't want to See, that's the part I never got. Is that all. about bestiality, Timmy? Bring it, your it camel be. to might bed. Be. I don't think yeah. that it's about sleeping with a camel. Or maybe it was <laughs> well, put your camel to bed. I'm not really sure. It was either bring your camel to bed or put your those are, those are two completely different things. You know, the other thing is Band of Gold was about a guy who couldn't get hard. What? Which one? Band of Gold. Oh, yeah, I know. It's very sad. It's about their wedding nights. terrible. That was before Viagra. Band of Gold. Who wrote that? Band of Gold. Um, I don't remember. Have Danny, uh, and have Danny look that up. All that's Danny, left is a Band up. of Gold. Love me yeah. like you All tried that's before. Left is a band of gold. Yeah. All right. Can we talk about Martha huh. Place? I didn't know that was about erectile dysfunction. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, there is love. a version that Bob Dole sings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that night on our honeymoon, you know, love me like you tried before. Yeah, it's a bad scene all the way around. Doesn't he leave her? I think so, because uh, I, yeah. I, I guess, I guess he, you know, that was he before Viagra, so. Yeah. Are we sad, still sad talking stuff. about Band of Gold? Yeah. Yes, I think he leaves her in the song. Yeah. But what I'd love to do is talk about Martha Place. We've well, we can do that, Brandy, if, if you insist. We can do that. I do. I do insist, actually. On March 20th, 1899, that's about the time Brandy was born. Yeah, a couple years an, off. An unusual execution took place in at Sing Sing Prison. I wonder why they named it twice, Colonel. And they just why not just Sing Prison? Wasn't it named I, after a panda? I think it it was named after uh, someone. That's where they put you when you couldn't sing very well and you sung in public and they arrest you and 
in Sing 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 Prison. I don't think that was it. I think it was. I think it was named after a panda. But go ahead. Well, it was. It's in, actually in I, Timmy. It's actually in Ossining, New York. Oh, uh, really? So okay. yeah. Okay. Well, she an unusual uh, execution took place there on March twentieth, eighteen ninety nine. It it was a cool some a cool spring day. Eleven men. Eleven men had been executed by the electric chair in the state of New York. But on that day, it was a woman who entered the execution chamber. A convicted murderer named Martha Place. Now, Brandy, don't get confused. This is not Mary Kay Place, who used to play on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. You know what? Thank you for that, because I'd never seen that show. So now I won't mix them up. That was Perfect. a great show, wasn't it? Colonel, you watched it, right? I have watched yes, it. And well, just for our uh, listeners, Billy Crystal got um, his start on that show. I thought he got his start. Just on for our soap. listeners, yeah, but soap was Sing a Sing Prison. Mar- uh, Mary Hartman is Mary Hartman. in Austin, and the name Sing Sing is actually oh. a disambiguation to me of the name. Hmm. I like disambiguation. I like it, Colonel. I'm going with the panda. That thing. means when you take one word and shorten it down and turn it into oh. a completely different word. See, learn, uh, I learn something every new, Colonel. And every the more you know, Timmy. Uh-huh. Although, many at the time were said, I, actually, I made that up about soap being a, uh, a uh, spinoff from Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. I don't know. But I do, I do remember <laughs> Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. It was a... Uh, it was a. It came on eleven o'clock, and you know they they made him put it on eleven o'clock because it had adult themes. So you know I was like oh, that's twelve, right. and I thought maybe if I stay up and watch it, I might get to see a boob or something. You see but, some boobies. Yeah, yeah. It never happened. It's like when a <clears throat> you know, Colonel when HBO first came out, you, could, <sighs> you didn't if you didn't subscribe to it, you couldn't see it. That's of course, static. but you could you could listen to it and you could see like yeah, it'd images. be all blurry. Yeah, real blurry. Mm-hmm. So I'd stay up late and watch uh, movies, hoping to see a, a boob. Because all you really need to see is the nipple, Timmy. Yeah. I mean, a blurry thing. No, part of it would be real clear and the other part would be real blurry. It would be like jumbled throughout the, like a jigsaw puzzle where the pieces were mixed yeah. up. We, My, so it was clear. Porn looks like. But it was, <laughs> yeah. But So you'd see the occasional, you know, areola. Yeah. And it was exciting for a 13-year-old. Yeah. You know, my mom Exciting used to, now, really. I you mean, You know, back in the day, they had these true crime <clears throat> detective magazines. Oh, yeah. And they Women all, always tied up yeah, to Yeah, there's always this bondage scene on, a, on the cover of it. But, you know, yeah, you can't see really the nipple because they have these on. little black... You know, it's black. We got a little black stripe on the nibble, so you couldn't see it, but... Yeah, it was so always some old. You guys are so old. But you knew it was there. Yeah. And uh, True Confession magazines. You remember those, Colonel? Oh, yeah. You know some what? Some of them pretty hot. Ta- I'm getting ready to take this shit over. <laughs> <laughs> Although, many at the time were satisfied. Were satisfied many at the time yeah. were satisfied that Martha's place sentence uh, matched her crime. It posed some problems for her executioners. Used to dealing with only men, they weren't sure how to work around Martha's long, thick hair or how to protect her modesty while attaching electrodes to her ankle. That's very important. So they're going to fry her, but they want to protect her modesty. Exactly. And why wouldn't a woman get a head head shaved just like a man does? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It was probably the the mores at the time. See, they want they want equality, Timmy. They want equality, and I think they I think they're just not treating her fairly if they don't shave her head. <sighs> Plus, who wants to smell all that burning hair? Well, uh, now, Colonel, this is where you usually talk about them packing. Uh, sw- well, they do. I mean, when they thank get God when you get the electric chair and they time. hang you. They do traditionally pack the rectum with cotton. We know. Because the person that has to deal with the body doesn't want to deal with a, a soiled body. So, so I suppose with her, yes, with her, yeah. they'd have to uh, pack her, which 
Timmy reminds me. Um, does it? Does it remind you of something? It honestly it does remind me of something. How? Because we're talking about women, tra- <laughs> women trailblazers, devil. Oh my god. And we we're not talking about anything right now. We're fucking around. We're not talking about jack shit. So I don't know how you have something that this reminds you of. I'm, I don't know how it happens. Hey, it, Colonel. What does it remind you of, Colonel? It's a woman trailblazer. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, uh, an important one, really, because without her, Timmy, yeah. Um, really, porn would never, ever be the same. Danny, look her up for me. Her name was... Uh, Lola. Francine. She was boom, a show boom, girl. Gruba, Timmy. Who, what, what was her name? Francine, Franny. Franny. Boom, boom, Gruba. Okay. Franny and Gruba. she was a trailblazer because in 1946, Timmy, do you know what she did? What did she do, Colonel? She filmed the first double penetration scene. Wow. That is uh, that's yes, a trailblazer, she did. Brandy. Well, thank God. Now we all have that tidbit of bullshit. She Can did we the talk DP. About something she else did the now? DP. I'm, I'm, and I can't thank her enough for it. I guess. But you know, but here's the thing about that double penetration stuff. Is you kind of have to, you have to have the timing, Colonel. If you're off, you don't want to touch wieners. You no, don't want to become no, no. Eskimo brothers. No, oh no, my no. God. That's well, tight. and here's. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about Mark? Here's how it can. Well, like Paul Harvey, devil. There's more to the story. Okay. No, <laughs> they were doing. Her. We can talk about she, her next time. She was on Harry Gruber doing some, uh, you know, cowboy, you know, cowgirl yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then she was doing the split roast on the other guy, but a jaw got sore. <laughs> and so this guy felt kind of awkward because they were filming standing around and he oh just walked God. up behind her and, and she went with it. And she started demand. She started getting devil, twelve dollars a scene. Wow! Because she was capable. Twelve dollars. But that's I mean, only I... that's only six dollars a penis, though. <laughs> it is. Now, however, thanks for the economics of it all. <laughs> her her porn career ended though Tragically. two years later. Tragically. Tragically. When she was kicked in the head by an angry mule. Okay, I don't... I am not making that up. Okay. I just... I don't know how hilarious. she was in a field with a mule, but it kicked her in Were the head. Were they doing a bestiality scene or something? I don't That's know. She hilarious. might have been just walking around around it, but she got because, kicked in the head Because, you know, then her family's entitled to workman's comp. <laughs> they could. They could, yeah. Well, thank God she didn't have mesothelioma. Well, if she was doing a, there's what lawyers I can't you get know, is, Brandy, that handles those lawsuits. I heard, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> if there was, if she was going to do something, you know, uh, beguiling with the donkey, why would he kick her in the head? Martha anyway, Garretson. I want to talk about her because this... you know he might, he might not liked her, Colonel. I mean, you know. I know, but you know, Listen. have you ever had somebody, Timmy? Have you ever had somebody service you and they weren't really doing it all are that you, well, and you, you kicked them in the head? Are you kidding? We're still doing this. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just have to stop or whatever. You take a break. I'm gonna kick, kick you in the, you head. in the head. I'm gonna kick you. But in the Nary, have head. I ever kicked somebody in the head? <laughs> well, right. that, that's a cautionary tale, Colonel. Thank and you. And we're for... gonna go ahead and <laughs> wrap up that conversation. Son of a bitch. Okay, let's let's talk about the woman who got the juice here. Okay, Martha Garrison. Martha Garrison was born in Orange. But thank you, thank you, Franny. Yeah, thank you for your service, Franny. Thank you for your service. You know, Colonel, I... No! No, he doesn't know. uh, He doesn't know. know. The the three-way is not all it's cracked up to be. What if... Too many if you touch, if me, your Colonel. penises touch, you gave. Oh well, I mean, no, no not the. That's out, that's completely out, man. You know, two guys and the, that's completely out. But like, even with a guy and two women, there's just so many limbs. There's so many boobs, Timmy. So yeah. many boobs. Yeah, I mean, you freeze up sometimes, and then you four feel boobs. you feel like mm. you got to balance your attention between all four boobs. I mean, it's you know, it's it's not good. 
Well, I feel like they need to balance their more attention, all their attention on me, really. Okay. It's like I agree. Fucking perfect. Martha Garretson. Yeah, she was born. You rub my shoulders. You uh, see, for me, a three way is you, you rub my right shoulders. Now? Are you goddamn You make me a me. sandwich. That's I what have I'm saying. To go to work. Rub later my shoulders. Today. Make me a sandwich. I have to get ready before I go to work later today. I only have three hours before I have to be at work. Oh, well, and you you're got, yammering well, on about this two accidental go, yeah. porno guy. I don't well, give a shit. I want to talk about Martha. You know, I no. Okay, I we'll know. get to Martha, don't but care. I'm just gonna say this. No, if you care. weren't such a damn heathen and would observe the Sabbath like the rest of us, this wouldn't be a problem. Well, you know, I am. Today's not, a holy day. I, I am a heathen, straight up heathen, godless. Heathen. So I accept that criticism. However, we are. I will pray for you. However, we're a half hour into this son of a bitch and have just made it past the introduction. So I don't know why we have all these reviews that say fucking talk too much before they get to the story. I mean, it's a goddamn mystery that we should get Scooby on. Can we talk about goddamn Martha Garretson? Well, she was Please. born. In, she was born in Orange, New Jersey, Brandy, in late 1854. She was born to a uh, large family of a streetcar conductor and his wife. You know how those streetcar conductors be, Colonel? Mm. His wife's I wonder if was it, desire. the streetcar was desire. Yeah, you know what? That was another one I got. A colonel named Desire. A colonel named Desire, Timmy. Yeah, but Stella! That one, that, Stella! One goes, that one goes in the humor section. <laughs> Martha was the middle of ten children. Born to, to Abner and Rosetta Garrison. As a middle child, as a middle child, Martha desired attention from her father. Oh, good. She's you know she's got to be a stripper in her future. Got she's daddy, got daddy issues. issues. She's daddy. I can't believe you didn't date her. <laughs> I'm getting older now. It has to be like grandfather issues. But well, right. But no, I am I am happily married. But anyway. Martha uh, desired attention of her father, but seldom received it. While her father often praised his daughters as a beautiful princess, uh, a beautiful princesses, the nicest compliment he ever gave Martha was to say at times, Martha was plain looking, but industrious, Brandy. That's quite the compliment. Well, there you go. It's warm and fuzzy. Gives me the warm and fuzzies inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Being denied her father's attention, Martha related, uh, retreated into a fantasy world where she would dream of meeting her Prince Charming who would take her far, far away from New Jersey. Everybody in New Jersey dreams that. Mary, uh, or I'm sorry, Martha, did well in school but had a very few friends. While her brothers and sisters were quite popular, teachers overlooked Martha on and on at least two occasions, forgot that she was part of their <laughs> class. <laughs> she is like Anne from Arrested Development. She, yeah, she's Anne from Arrested Development. <laughs> yep. Never know she's there. It's the, hilarious. The, there were times when Martha tried to break out of her shell. She loved singing, and in the seventh grade, Martha tried out for the Glee Club. That did not go well, Colonel. Uh, her audition was <laughs> panned by the music teacher, claimed that Martha did not sing as much as she let out primal and almost <laughs> medieval groans. I, you know, That's just cruel, is, Timmy. Yeah, I mean, talk about crushing a kid. I mean, Jesus. Well, she could have said something kinder. She could have said, you know, singing might not be your thing. How about dancing in the background dressed as a tree? Or, that could have been her thing. No, she said she had a primal and almost medieval groan. I don't know what that sounds like. Medieval groans, really? I don't know, but Martha was crushed but by Martha this. Sounded assessment. like it. Martha yeah. was crushed by this assessment, and soon lost her passion for music. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> can't believe it. Martha fell deeper and deeper into her fantasy world. 
She was waiting uh, for her Prince Charming to come along. Then, when she was 14, Martha met a 37-year-old merchant marine who promised to take her to exotic lands. You know, I want to know one merchant marine that has ever kept his promise to a woman. Well, you know, Brandy. Being, you know why? You know being, why? As you know, Brandy. Go ahead, Colonel. I'm sure we're on this. You know why she's bitter about this, Timmy? Yeah. Go ahead, Colonel. Because Brandy, or Brandy, once met a man, mm-hmm. and she fell deeply in love with him, Timmy. A but seafaring you know man. A seafaring man. A merchant marine. Yeah. His name was Lonnie. He was not a merchant marine. No. And he said, Brandy? You're a fine girl. I know. What a good wife you would be. I know. But my life, my love, and my lady, it's a sea. How did it feel to get dumped for a body of water? What? How did it feel to be dumped for a body of water? You know, it's I've been worse. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Okay, but uh, after this merchant marine had his way with Martha. I'll leave Ooh. you to that to your imagination there, Brandy. Okay. He left town without, without leaving her his forwarding address. I'm shocked, I say. So she lost her She's virginity 14 to 14 fucking years old. She lost Gross. her virginity to this uh, merchant marine. Martha then... Yeah. But his life, his love, his lady was a sea, apparently. Was well, clearly, it was anything but Martha. Well, it wasn't Martha, yeah. Martha graduated high school. Her mother, now dead, and her father gravely ill, Martha supported the family by coming a, becoming a seamstress. It's good, honest work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The work was hard and the hours were long, but Martha did her share to support her father and younger brothers and sisters. When Martha was 23 years old, something occurred that would change Martha's life forever. On January 22, 1879, it was a cold winter day. Martha went uh, sledding. I almost said Martha went shedding, but that would be a whole different thing. That would be wrong. (laughs) Martha went sledding and had a terrible accident, Brandy. She was coming down a steep hill near her home. I'll try not to laugh when I say this. When the sled struck Martha in the head. (laughs) Overturned. (laughs) You know, when you're sledding... You 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 know it's one of those goddamn radio flyers. It's not one of those fucking disc things that we have now. No, we had the death machine. I think that was a... That was a cart, wasn't it? Wasn't it, a, a, it was a wagon and a Hold on, the radio flyer. Okay. What do we have? We had uh Oh, damn it. Danny, look that up for me. We did I mean, have a And I'm telling you, those things were dangerous. Those sleds that we bought when we were kids were really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Why, so why are you laughing about this bitch getting hit <laughs> in the face? I don't know. Well, you know, in Portsmouth, we didn't get a lot of snow, but, you know, every Christmas, you know, like one of my friends will get one of those sleds. I'm like, we don't get snow. Don't get much of it anyway. Anyway, there was a lot of she lost a lot of blood, Brandy, and for a short time suffered blindness in her right. It was eye. the red flyer, flexible flyer, Timmy. Yeah, it was a flexible flyer. It was There's... not a flexible in any shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you no, it was we not. we. You know, we sled downhill. There's some hills where I live by, and, and uh, man, you had if you fell off that thing, you had to get out of the way because <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, yeah, they, they were legal. So did everybody on the hill. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she. You look, I'm looking she, at pictures of these things, Timmy. Oh yeah, they, and they're just two blades. Oh uh, yeah. On and they're, they're sharp. Yeah, a stack of wood on top of two blades. Yeah, Yeah, with two blades on the front. It, it, they seriously look like they could have been in a Mad Max movie. Well, and here's the best part. Here's the best part is you tell your kids go take the sled outside and play with (laughs) it. Go take the sled. I mean, they could have slit somebody's throat with those things. Oh yeah, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. They were dangerous. Uh, Anyway, she lost a lot of blood and for a short time suffered blindness in her right eye. 
Martha's brother later remarked that his sister never fully recovered from these injuries. She suffered painful headaches. She developed a chronic twitch and endured relentless insomnia after the accident. Oh, you know, that chronic twitch, you know, that, that gets a girl in trouble, Colonel, because they think... <laughs> People it think, does. I think they're winking at him. She's yeah, she, winking at him. She's in a bar. She's got that twitch. And then all of a sudden, you know, the guy's all. And, you know, she wasn't a handsome woman, Timmy. No. I, I've seen pictures of her. But, what are you, you know, talking it gets, about? It gets 2 a.m. and she's, you know, you're a little drunk and she's twitching at you. Yeah. You know, you, you're thinking, oh what, whatever. You know, and she's known would, for her medieval grunts. Colonel and grind their stiffing up on her leg. Mm hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Martha's not the kind. I I don't think after the the uh I don't think after her father and her music teacher, she's not carrying a whole lot of self-esteem around with her. <laughs> Probably not. Plus she got a big Frankenstein scar on the top of her head. Well, and she well, developed mood swings. She developed a wild <laughs> yeah, wild true. mood swings, Brandy. She saw she was that she that saw her shy and retiring one moment. While uninhibited and outgoing the next. That's the one you want to get a few beers in. That's the one you get, yeah. Uninhibited one. Uninhibited. For the first time in her life, she began to display fits of rage. Kind of like the brandy here, Colonel. That's the one I want to have a beer Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Sometimes over the smallest infractions. Perhaps going to Kroger's and they refuse to show you where the chicken breasts are. That would be a small infraction that was fucking ridiculous. Well, I just, the goddamn digital coupon, and I told the girl, I said, you're standing right here at the goddamn counter and you can't crack the code on here. You work here and you can't crack this enigma that is the digital coupon and you expect me to do it. God. And you know what was so funny about that, Devil? I hope they see it. Is the next day, the next day, Logan sent me a news article from the Dayton Daily News that Kroger was redoing their digital coupons because customers were having trouble and complaining about them. Well, the next I, day. Yes, you're part of a larger story. I'm a social activist. You're part of a larger story. In 1881, at the age of 25, Martha married a local junk dealer. And there you go, Colonel. Uh, do, 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 she's going. She's do, do, going do, do, from a merchant marine do, 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 to a local do, 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 junk dealer. Yeah, like Fred said. Only this guy's name was <laughs> yeah. Rafer Jones. Rafer. Yeah, Rafer. Me and Rafer. Rafer Jones. Rafer no. Jones. Rafer Jones. No. Rafer. Stop. They had a thing. You guys know on. that guy has a lisp when he sings that song. Okay, we've offended uh, people with, <laughs> <laughs> of all stripes today. Uh, anyway, uh, Rafer was a drunkard and would, was soon beating Martha uh, on nearly a daily basis. You know, he would take that guy. Sundays off, I guess, but nearly <laughs> a daily basis. The couple had a son, or as i written here in the script, they had a soon. But anyway, they had a son. Soon. <laughs> but once Martha gave birth, uh, Rafer left the family for good. Oh, he's yeah. a stand-up guy. Well, soon, yeah. Martha was forced to give up her newborn for adoption. Well, I mean, you know, Rafer had his own thing going on. He had his junk business. You know. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know. He, he had to... And back in that day, you couldn't just drive around in a pickup truck down the street, mm-hmm. you know, picking up refrigerators and whatnot. You had to, you had to walk around, carry that heavy shit back to your junkyard. Yeah, yeah. Get a horse, maybe. Yeah, probably didn't. It yeah. wasn't probably easy. Wasn't didn't, he? Probably didn't bathe regularly. Oh my god! <laughs> no, junking ain't easy. Probably, but you know, Martha needed a new start, didn't she? She did, and she moved to Brooklyn, New York, to be near her favorite cousin. Although later, it was, although later it was learned that the cousin wanted nothing to do with Martha. <laughs> it happens. Martha eventually found work as a housekeeper in Brooklyn, where she worked for a widower named William Place. Although Martha... Well, Brooklyn, hmm? Brooklyn reminds me of another one, Timmy. They uh, sent me a script for A Colonel Grows in Brooklyn, Timmy. <laughs> I like that, Colonel. That's that's yeah. a catchy that's a catchy title. 
It is. For, oh, and Flowers for Colonel. Oh, yeah. That was a good book. I had to read that in high school. Um, by the way, let's say hello to Jody Wells. Jody has been a listener of ours for a very long time. Hi, and Jody. Bet you wish we'd get to the story. <laughs> Jody's a fine You lady. know, though, Timmy, you know, Timmy, now, Jody has a handsome husband. Mm-hmm. Beautiful kid, uh-huh. quite attractive herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got pretty much the world by the by the balls, dude. Yeah, I mean, so I don't think she warrants a shout out, Timmy, because well, you know why? What? Because getting a shout out from us from everything Jody Wells has got is not going to mean anything to her, Timmy. You don't think it would be significant for her? Mm, no. No, but Jody's been but, with us. Uh, but let's give her a shout. She's a lovely woman. Yes, lovely she's been woman. with us almost since the beginning, I think. She really has. Eight years she's listening to this shit. <laughs> so she deserves I can, a shout out. She's one of the classy ones in the group, Timmy. She, I don't know. And they're few and far between. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Martha found work as a housekeeper in Brooklyn, uh, where she worked for a widow named William Place. Although the work included cooking and cleaning for William Place, it soon became clear that William expected sexual favors as well, which Martha, at least in the beginning, reluctantly provided. No. So she's moved from a housekeeper to a whore, basically, here, Colonel. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Although the relationship uh, started out as a... No. Huh? No. Do you think he made her start wearing a little French maid oh, outfits? Oh, you know he him? did. She had to bend over and dust the, the table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although the relationship started out as a business arrangement, Martha had hopes it would turn into a romantic relationship, which it did more or less. More or less, as long as there was... As long as money changed hands, it became a romantic relationship. Yeah, of course. Brandy, tell us what happens next in this this love uh, relationship. Well, William needed a stepmother for his young daughter. And Martha, well, she was still looking for her Prince Charming, and she decided that Bill was it. Well, I mean, I mean... He's self. I mean, you know, he, he he's uh, self sufficient. Yeah, he, he well, can support her. Yeah. And so proper, the two property, property in Brooklyn is, isn't cheap. He's probably paying right. thirty five hundred mo- a month rent. Yeah, I mean, the two eventually married, making Martha the stepmother of William's young daughter Ida. But marital bliss did not follow because Martha grew deeply jealous of her stepdaughter. Uh oh, that's not good. Well, first of all, no. let's not act like anybody built up this girl's, this woman's self-esteem for jack shit. Well, so, come on. She twitches. She's got a big scar on her head. I know. She's a handsome woman. So she felt that her husband loved his daughter more than he did her, and her jealousy rapidly changed into hatred for the little girl. The New York Now, Times see, I'm going to reframe this, devil. I'm going to no, reframe this. I don't want to. Because you know how I, I have a keen to. insight into the human nature. No, yeah. I didn't want to reframe it. I just wanted to finish the fucking sentence. Now, think about this. That's all I want yeah. Think to about do. this. I don't want to. Martha had to give up her child, right? Right. Yeah. For adoption. Because right. Rafa, you know, left her high and dry. So she had to give up her child. So she comes into a household where there's another child that she's expected to raise, but it's not her own so I imagine that she had deep, deep, deep anger issues, feeling like she should be raising her own child that she had to give up for adoption. Well, you know, Colonel, that's very that's what insightful. Really th- Thank you. For, Thanks, for Dr. Phil. I'm going to finish this sentence yeah. right quick. So the New York Times reported that during Martha Place's July 1898 murder trial, as the child grew into a pretty young woman and became more and more of a contrast to her, Martha's hatred began to take active form. Before long, Martha Place's resentment of Ida would devolve into violence. Uh-oh. On the morning of February 7th, 1898, an argument it was a, broke out. It was a cold and snowy day. Yeah. Well, you didn't put that in the script. No, I'm just, um, I'm just adding an to it. Argument, right. An argument broke out at the Place home in Brooklyn. 
William and Martha had a terrific fight that morning and Ida took her father's side. I don't know why Ida's be taking anybody's side, but whatever. When William left for work, Martha turned her anger on her stepdaughter. Uh-oh. Ooh. That's not good. Her daughter, her daughter sided it with him ugly as she over usually it. did and slammed in my face the door of her room when I went to speak to her. So she's a <laughs> fucking teenager. I Whatever. Mm-hmm. Martha told police, according to the New York Times, that made me feel mad. So I got some acid on my husband's desk and threw it in her face. <laughs> well, seems, seems a bit of an seems, overreaction. Look, yeah, maybe most most men for protection will put a pistol in a desk. Maybe for some so, reason this psycho had acid in his desk. <laughs> well, what just the in fuck case. was he doing with Might acid in chemist. his desk? Yeah. According to Martha, she then left Ida's room, but an autopsy later suggested that Martha continued the attack. While Ida writhed in pain, doctors suspected that Martha had heaped bedding upon Ida and smothered her. Oh, Mm. yeah, see, I'll do that. Yeah, Martha knew how much Ida meant to her father. As soon as William Place knew Martha had killed his daughter, he would seek revenge on her. So Martha, thinking clearly... Uh, picked up an axe she found in the cellar and waited for her husband to come home. Well, you know, you want to get in front of that shit. Well, right. Yeah, you, you want you you to well, get on the offensive there. Yeah, right. Uh, I was afraid he was going to attack me, she later told the police. I took the axe upstairs with me. My husband came in afterwards, and I struck him with it. As okay. Williams... Yeah, it will uh, never cease to amaze me that people are surprised... By getting struck by an axe, you know, you know, I'm William, was, and I, you know, William was thinking, you know, that's that shit we had this morning, this fight. She's over it by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. So Williams, I mean, a hatchet or something like that, but but an axe takes both hands, and you can't hide it behind your back. It's hard to, you know, yeah. you come in. You come in and a woman's holding an axe. A woman that you're married to <laughs> is holding an axe. It seems like you should be a little bit more on your toes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just sit down and say, hi, dear, open up the paper. Well, hi, dear, how was your day? She knew he was going to be pissed because she, she took his acid. Well, and yeah, that's, that's right. True. She did. She so, should have just filled it up with water like we did as kids. Yeah. Well, so William stumbled onto the street, bloodied and crying for help. <laughs> and he's Martha, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. Martha ran into the kitchen and tried to kill herself by turning on the gas. Uh, instead, the police arrived and arrested her. Yeah, see, if you want to commit suicide because the cops are coming to arrest you, I mean, don't use gas. I mean, it's kind of slow. Well, it's kind well, of that. Well, that it's and, the slower way. It is the slower way, unless you're going to light a plus. I mean, if, if she was like, really uh, committed, right, R- light the match. Get the gas going real good, then light the match. Yeah, so I mean, if you, you know, I, I, Sylvia Plath did that, and she, she put her head in the oven and turned it on. But I really think you need to do something a little bit. I think Sylvia Plath, didn't she get a, no, I think she had a. Uh, she just wanted attention. I, I think, well, maybe I've got them mixed up, but I think Sylvia Plath had a, um, a scarf on, and it got caught in the tire of a car. Mm, mm. Danny looked that no, up. Yeah, that's me. a different person. That was uh, I knew you were talking about though. Yeah, she got the car, a tire stuck in a car. She was in a convertible. Yeah. Okay. I have to look at up. So that July, journalists swarmed Martha Place's sensational murder trial and reported on every detail. Her face is not pleasant, noted the world. Oh, the world thank is you, a Danny. paper, was- not everybody in the world. She looks like a woman who spent most of her life fretting and worrying. This was before Botox, clearly. The New York Times additionally described Martha as being stoic and having the kind of face that reminds one of a rat. Oh. Their report... She did look kind of fair. Oh. Isadora Duncan, Timmy Danny. Isadora Duncan, that's it. Thank you. Isadora Duncan got killed by the skull. I was looking it up on Wikipedia. Unusual There. The report noted that... The report noted that her face didn't change during the murder trial, except when William testified. Then her thin lips parted in a sardonic grin, and she fixed her eyes upon him. Oh, my cat does that to me. 
It's not good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but does your cat have an axe in its hand? <laughs> not well, yet. Not yet. But I wake up trial, and he's like looking at me. Jesus. At the end of her trial, Martha Place was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to death. Her counsel soon reached out to the new governor of New York, Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yep, in hopes of having her sentence commuted, but Roosevelt refused. My sympathies in criminal cases are for the wronged and not the wrongdoer, he told reporters. Well, what's your reaction to that, Colonel? Well, he looked over her case and said, Bully shit! <laughs> Fry Martha's ass! trial had, be, had been a sensational enough, but her sentence was even more so. You know, every, After every, all, every script I write, I'm going to try to get uh, something in there about <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt in there. Okay. So the colonel can After, say, "No." What yeah. does he say, Colonel? He hears you. <laughs> After all, the electric chair was still a relatively new method of execution. Until her eight years and that's never uh, been eight used years and that shit still makes me laugh. <laughs> God. By 1899, you know, the electric chair had been used for 11 executions in New York State. All of the condemned have been men, starting with the convicted murderer, William Kimmler. His execution was on That's August 6, 1890, and it hadn't gone well. His executioner had to, electrocute, had to electrocute him twice before he died. <laughs> now, see, you, after the first one, you should be, able, you should be a freed, you know? Like, after the first one, you should be a god. Seems like it. You were, yeah. you, were <laughs> you should have powers to uh, be uh, electrocuted, and they did that. So he should be able to walk after the first time. Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't I'm know if he's going to be able to I'm walk. Do after. An a- episode on this William Kimbler <laughs> sounds like funny yeah. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Since the electric chair had never been used on a woman, Martha Place allegedly believed she would be spared at the last minute. <clears> she was <throat> shocked. When Roosevelt refused to commute her sentence. <laughs> In more arose, ways than one. <laughs> but arose on the morning of her execution reasonably composed, according well, to newspaper reports. She was shocked when who refused to commute the sentence? <laughs> Roosevelt, uh, say? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> on March 20th, 1899, she donned a black dress she'd made herself and made her way to the execution room. Their place's gender created some obstacles for her executioners. Her thick graying hair had to be clipped so the electrodes could be placed on her forehead, and her long skirt was slit so that the electrodes could be placed on her ankles without exposing them. Oh, but you know, that's a nice look. That's what that she's concerned about. In that split dress. Kind of sexy. Yeah. With, with. Do you know how many people I see, like. <gasps> At my store wearing an ankle monitor. A surprisingly <laughs> lot amount of people that come mm-hmm. through. And I'm like, what is that? Oh, an ankle monitor. So I don't, whatever. I, anyway. I, 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 I've dated women wearing <laughs> ankle monitors. I'm glad I was sitting down for that revelation. <laughs> Strapped into You've place. Never been on an ankle monitor you know what I do, Colonel? I stand outside the door and I say, yeah. <laughs> teaser, you know? Like, oh, God. You can't come get me. Hold it. Yeah, hold a big box. Go outside. What are those uh, Whitmans? Get a big box of those Whitmans hot chocolates. Uh Good lord! Come on out onto the sidewalk. Here you go. Here you go. Strapped into place, Martha uttered her last words: "God help me." Then her executioner sent seventeen hundred and sixty volts of electricity through her body. Seconds later, Martha Place was dead at the age of forty-nine. Well, Martha may have been. Well, Martha may have been the first woman to die by the electric chair, but she certainly wouldn't be the last. As time went on, it proved to be a popular method of execution in the United States. Of nearly 8,800 executions that took place between 1890 and 2010, 4,374 took place in the electric chair, according to a 2014 study dwarfing other methods. As such... Martha Place is more than just the Brooklyn murderess, the woman found guilty of killing her teenage stepdaughter in a fit of rage and jealousy. As the first woman to die in the electric chair, she also makes up an important part of the history of capital punishment in the United States. Wow, see, she's a a, a trailblazer. Yeah, she was was blazing at the end for sure. (laughs) She was uh, basically the... 
Katanji Brown Jackson of murders. Yeah. I right? don't think that's it. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, she was the madam, Madeline Albright of murderers. Yes. Madeline Albright of murderers. Wow. Yeah, Madeline that Albright. Is... And that was a handsome She was, ba- let She's me say, I dare say I... she was the Aretha Franklin. No, murderers. I don't think she is. The Aretha Franklin. All these. Will you stop? Think what you do to me? Yeah, you need to think. Aretha Franklin was the first woman put into the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, you know, we went to we went to the Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago, and um, Leanne was not happy because Meatloaf is not in the Hall of Fame, but Taylor Swift is there. Taylor Swift. Wait, don't you think Meatloaf should be there? Seriously, Meatloaf should be in the Hall of Fame, right? You'd think so. Um, I would think so. He sold an awful lot of records. Mm. We would like to thank I mean, all of you who support us on She Pitch. was the Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Oh, my God. I'm Iron Margaret. Lady. So, Iron Lady. So I, actually, before I assume you're going to read the Patreon... I have to bounce, so I want okay, to make sure. Okay, well, let's get your final thoughts, Brandy, on Martha Place, the Brooklyn murderess. Now that we got through her story, I mean, there was a lot going on, but she was a shit human, so that's fine. Okay, send I your mean, file. I, send would, your file to Thaddeus. Of course, there was a. Would you say there was a lot going on at the place place that at day? the place place? Yeah, yes. I mean. First of all, I mean, she looked like a rat. She has thin, villainous lips. She had a little feral look to her. Right? She doesn't sing. She catterwalls. I mean, and she's got a, she's just, got a scar on her face. She's industrious. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I the just, scar. This girl just didn't have a chance. Yeah, but so, you, you know, it doesn't look give like her right to face. throw acid. No, no, no. It doesn't give her a right to be a shit human being. That's why I don't. But feel I'm, bad just that she got I'm just gonna say this. I'm just gonna say this. Ladies, as long as you got boobies in a vagina, you got a chance. Yeah. You, you got a you chance. You really do. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will talk to you guys next week. And have a lovely day breaking the Lord's commandment. I will. Thank you so much for that. Have a good day, Brandy. We'll see talk you. To you guys. We'll see you next Sunday. Queen Brandy has left the building. Okay, so we would like to thank all those who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or where can it be? Just a wee little bit to me, yeah. just a wee little bit. Let's thank our listeners. Colonel, uh, you want to do it? You want me to do it? I can do it. We got Christina Hallmeyer. Yeah, she's a new support, uh, Patreon supporter. So thank you, Christina. We really appreciate it. And we Stevie, have Stevie has uh, yes. generously increased his uh, or hers donation to uh, mm-hmm. the podcast. So thank you, Stevie. Thank you, Stevie. We appreciate that. One of my favorite dweebs, and she was at DweebCon this year, Timmy. Liz Lawrence. Yeah, Elizabeth Liz Lawrence. down there in New Orleans. Not By the way, she... Down in New Orleans. She had submitted a topic for us, to suggestion for us. Oh, possibly. did she? Yeah, so we're going to look at that. Well, one. we're going to have to do yes, that. Yes, a great Kim Purple and baby Sam. Oh, okay. I'm in, I'm in on that, Timmy. Okay. Let's see. We got Kim Purple and baby Sam, Stevie Smiles, Emily... Alan Cox, who Aaron Kunkamola. Who's traveling all over the place, Alan Cox. Alan is? Yeah, he's all over the place. We got Aaron Kunkamola, who is uh, getting no sleep with that new baby. Rachel Goss, Anna Kaufman, Shelby Pelegi, Robert Benefield, Gina Green, Andrea Louisa Dones, Tessie Alacrampoor, Buffy, Danielle Townsend, Marianne Knight, the Already Gone Podcast. With our good Timmy. friend Nina. Our good friend Nina. Amber Anderson. Ben Derbervich. The Bloody Murder Podcast, Timmy. Bridget Bernard. Cassie Kitchens. 
Kelly Jones, Christy Lee in the Canadian True Crime one. Too. Yeah, they're all over in uh, London now, like Charlie and I don't know if mm-hmm. Christy Lee is over there, but they got Crime Con in London this week. Oh, did they? Yeah. I, um, I, 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 I can't go to Britain. Are you are not allowed in the country? Not allowed. Mm-hmm. Not allowed. It was a, it was... It was it was back in the day, little 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 spat with Margaret Thatcher, Timmy. I see. Um, well, you know, I'm going over, and in they September. still haven't forgiven me. I'm going to teach English as a second language over there, so that they know. Oh, that, are you? Yeah, it's not garage, it's garage. It's not lorry. It's a it's goddamn a truck. truck. It's not it's a, a truck. Bonnet, it. It's a hood. It's not. It's a, it's a, a hat. Boot. It's a trunk. <laughs> it's a trunk boot. Yeah. Boot and. Yeah. It's not maths. It's math. Maths. Yeah. I mean, maths. What the hell? <laughs> I it's don't like know. they're from a different planet, well, Timmy. That's why I'm going over there. Uh, let's see. Clark and Diane Trowbridge, Cheryl LeBlanc, Erica Kinney and Aaron Turner, Marsha Boris, Jake Cleveland Payne. One of our favorites, really kind of the de facto leader of the dweebs is Jamie Dent. Hyro, yes. Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don Chestnut. Jeff got a really nasty bee sting. We hope you're healing up good, Jeff. Jamie um, just had a birthday. Jamie Dent just had a birthday. So happy birthday, Jamie. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday. Jennifer Orcutt, Jennifer Svoda, Jess, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Marsha Boris, Marie, Mary Courtney Sheldon, Michelle Johns and her little puppy, Cutest little thing you ever seen. She had just got uh, back. For her and her sister just got back from uh, New, New Zealand. New Zealand visiting our yeah, I, Jessica <clears throat> Ann down there. And uh, can't believe that they, Michelle uh, Johns and her sister girl. Now think about this: Michelle Johns has a sister, and they're both coming to DweebCon. Think about that for and a her, Let that sink I'm, in. I, I'm just gonna say her sister's a little smoking, Timmy. Yes. So uh, well, so is Michelle. So we're gonna have. I, so is Michelle. So I'm uh, looking forward to uh, seeing both of them, Timmy. Me so too. let let's see. Michelle Johns, Paula Kimes, Sarah Bloom, who just checked in with us, who we'd missed for a while. Sue Van Hook, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap, Stephen Potts, Terry Stratford. They walk among us. One of the finest podcasts in the world. Yes. Yeah. Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, and Tracy Smith. Timmy. A wonderful list. Thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, all one word, where you can um, keep this fine podcast Going, we are at well. Basically, all of our Patreon allows us to do the DweebCon events for free. Yes. And yes. Speaking of which, really DweebCon's we- coming up in September. If you would like mm-hmm. more information on how you can attend, just go to our uh, Facebook page, the Fans of the History Dreams podcast, and you get all the details. Um, History Dreams will be back. We'll have uh, DweebCon live, and. Uh, like the colonel says, we, we host this and we do it. Uh, we rent a theater and we don't charge anything for admission because you guys give so generously during the whole year. So it's a fun time. Plus, you'll get to see, um, get to meet Michelle Johns and her hot sister. And her sister. Yes. Mm-hmm. So That's colonel, right, Timmy. Uh, any final thoughts, Colonel? No, Timmy, I, I I want to thank Martha Place for, uh, you know. Being a trailblazer. Taking a, mo- yeah, trailblazer, moving women forward another step in their direction. But it's still, again, I, this is just some life advice. When you walk into the house, and, you know, Timmy, you're married now. So, you know, it's, it's advice all married men should have. When your spouse is holding the axe to me and you don't have a fireplace, you probably want to be a little more alert than you usually are, Timmy. That's good advice. Just a wee bit. That's good. That's good advice. 
Yeah, because so many axe murders, you know, axe murders can be prevented. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, well, you know, uh, you look know, at New Orleans with the axe man. Remember that episode we did yeah. many years ago? Right. And really, I mean, prevented. don't leave your axe, axe violence. Don't leave your axe on the front porch. Just don't do it. No. And this is, uh, you know, in the United States, you know, we, we really need some axe regulation to me. We really do. You can have my axe when you take it from my cold head. <laughs> Hands, because you got to hold it with two. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So, yeah. uh, thank you all for joining all right, us. Timmy. And we'll see you next time on History Weaves. Bye, everyone. Good day. See ya. Are you goddamn kidding me right now? Are you goddamn kidding me? That's only $6 a penis, though. Stella! Stella! I mean, it's a goddamn mystery that we should get Scooby on. Hello! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.